Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the United States Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me from a socially acceptable distance for the times that we are in uh, is Dairy Field head coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are we doing this week? Good to be back, Joe. Good to be talking lacrosse. I miss it, man. Too much, too much indoor time here. Same so I'm here. Excited, excited to talk to you, especially with the nicer weather earlier this week. Uh, really, really made it want, made you want to be outside and uh, watching a game uh, or playing in a game. Uh, really was, uh, it's been a tough week, I would say. I would say that highlight highlights and, uh, game, college games from the spring aren't getting it done right now. It's been now that, now that I'm getting a taste of the nice weather, you want to be out on the turf, you want to be out throwing around. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough to stay indoors right now. Yeah. Well, as always, you can send us uh, your questions and feedback by sending emails to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, you can listen to the show every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. We, uh, we will be here one way or the other um, talking about something to do with lacrosse. Right now, I think we're going to – well, we're sticking to our, our season previews. Um, before we get into that, though, uh, Coach, just want to give you another er, – uh, ask you how you've been uh, how you've been handling you mentioned watching some some uh, past games and some highlights and and what else you're trying to do to uh, I guess kill the time and, and and keep yourself occupied well I've got I've got a great uh, staff with me at Dairyfield uh, for the for our athletic department and we've been putting together videos for the kids workout videos uh, things to keep them active daily challenges you know we got some got some Dairyfield swag we're gonna give away if the kids complete certain challenges so we're, we're just trying to do anything we can to keep kids active and, uh, you know, as positive as we can be right now. So, uh, yeah, I've been out, out in the, uh, out in the backyard filming workout videos and trying not to look foolish while, while I'm doing it there. So <laughs> yeah, those gotta, you, you better watch those, make sure none of those get leaked to the, uh, onto the internet. <laughs> oh, they're already, they're already out. I'm oh, sure they're boy. being made fun of. So, uh, and I noticed, I noticed too on, on your social medias, you've been trying to put together some, uh, some different things about your program making uh you had the the brackets the one week about um you know who was yep. uh who was the best dairy field team and you had your um your kind of uh one day or your daily fantasy kind of lineup there going this week was that what what i saw so we had uh yeah so we did we did a dairy field all-time tournament team so i you know i've been there i this would have been my 18th year so we took uh you know, I kind of took took away one year. I wasn't the head coach. I was an assistant coach. So we basically took 16 teams and uh, recency bias one out. The 2019 <laughs> team was voted the uh, I think it happened to be that more of the young kids are on Instagram. So <laughs> 2019 ended up winning out. But it, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of uh, alumni engagement, just uh, great stories. Um, and then we did a uh, you call the play. Basically, it was your it was your birthday. So the month and then the day. And we had different alumni, all-time leading scorers listed for each category. And uh, basically, we had alumni kind of come up with a story about how we won the game. So that was fun. And then this week, we're um, we're doing a uh, basically you be the GM, and we've put players in different dollar values. And uh, we uh, Dairy Field was founded in 1964, so you had three levels that you if you had a uh, $164, you had. Um, uh, what would I do? $64 value. And, and basically you had to put together a team based with that much money yeah, right. in different categories. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a ton of, ton of alumni reach out to me and just say how much fun they're having reliving memories. So we're keeping busy. I'm I, doing it. I won't get into too much detail, but I am familiar with, uh, yeah, that last, um, how that last one works. So yeah, we're, we won't <laughs> go any further than that. All right. Um, 
All right, so yes, this we are going to do previews. So today we'll be talking some uh, Division II boys lacrosse, and we're going to spend the next 30 minutes or so listening to Coach Hetler try to convince us that someone else is uh, going to find <laughs> a way to, to stop Derryfield's championship streak in Division II. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, you guys are, are coming off of, what, four straight D2 titles, five straight appearances in the championship game. Um, you know, you've lost what? I, I don't think you, you have, you've gone four years without losing to a Division Two team uh, in, that, in last, that run. Yep, our last loss came in, in 2015 uh, at home against Wyndham. Well, actually, in the, in the regular spot. season, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. In the, yep. uh, and then... And then in the championship, the championship against Boston, Boston, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what, you know, you did lose uh, kind of the, the last group of that run, the seniors from last year who, you know, finished their careers with four four titles in four years. Um, yep. You know, how do you replace those guys? I mean, because you're talking about a lot of guys with experience and, and talent, and, um, you know, those are going to be some big shoes to fill. They are going to be some big shoes to fill, but we actually, you know, I'm, I'm itching to get out on the field because we actually feel we've got one of the deeper teams, and, and I'm sure people don't want to hear that, but, like, it's one of the deeper teams that we've had in a long time. We feel that we've got, you know, basically two lines at every position, maybe not the high-end talent, maybe not the, the Division One talent that we had last year, but um, guys that are capable of stepping in right away and, and getting the job done and, uh, you know, be able to play a lot of guys at midfield, um, you know, we've got three junior goaltenders that are all uh, really, you know, it's a, it's a great problem to have. They're all really good and um, they get along with each other and, and uh, push each other. And then, um, you know, the defense, we're going to have to rebuild the defense a little bit. But uh, Jacob Skolton, senior going to Bentley, you know, he'll be a, a big key of that. Um, you know, so we're, we're excited. We want to we want to get back out on the field there again. You know, you, you mentioned the goalies, and that was, um, you know, I know I definitely noticed that during the indoor season that you guys, you know, usually had at least two there, um, and were rotate would rotate guys, uh, you know, each half of indoor games. Um, you know, I think a lot of guy, a lot of people that 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 follow you um, or follow the team, you know, are familiar with um, uh, Ryan Caparelli, uh, who was last year's backup, played a little bit early in the season when uh, when Avery Truex was hurt. Uh, did a great job for yeah, us. Yeah, one. Job. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, who are the other two guys that you've got in the mix there? And, and, and tell us a little bit about Ryan too. Sure. No, Ryan, Ryan is one. He, he came to us in seventh grade. He, um, his family moved from Arizona and came here. Um, it, you know, I remember meeting him in the lunchroom and he, uh, he had told me he was a goalie. What he didn't tell me is that he had only played goalie once in his life <laughs> and, uh, he was very green, but, uh, he had, he's got a tremendous work ethic and, uh, has really evolved over, over the last few years. And, um, you know, does play in the Tomahawk system, um, wants to play in college. Uh, he's doing all the right things right now. He's really, really progressed well. And then we have two other goaltenders, uh, Jackson Snyder, who also plays in the Tomahawk program, and Liam Hill, who plays in the Four Leaf program. Um, you know, and talked to all those guys and said, look, you know, it's going to be a competition. And, uh, you know, to their credit, um, none of them backed down from the challenge. They've worked really hard in the classroom and they're good friends and push each other. So it's, it's a really good problem to have. I'm actually hoping that uh, a few of them will be open to maybe playing out in the field too. Cause when one of them's playing in the net, we get it, you know, they're good athletes. We want to do something else with them too. So, right. yeah. Um, you know, who, uh, you guys went into last year uh, with Connor O'Brien taking faceoffs. You, you were hoping that he'd be able to step up cause he was kind of a first year varsity guy last year. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. How do you Did feel? A tremendous like, job. I mean, that's, you know, I guess those are probably, 
two of your most important spots, right? Goalie and, and, and faceoffs. Um, how do you feel like he's kind of come along this year? Connor, Connor's been great. He's worked out. He's in great shape. Um, you know, he's, he's another one that wants to play, play in college. Um, another kid, another junior along with him, Kyle Carpentier, uh, has worked really hard at facing off. And then um, Joe McDonough, who uh, transferred in as a senior, is also looking to take face-offs this year. So, you know, we're, we're in good shape in both of those positions. You know, and then another guy that um, you've, you've got back uh, that I know we, we, you and I talked about a lot uh, because he had such a big season for you guys last year, uh, Matt Weimer. Um, how's he looking? I know he's battled some injuries. Um, so happy for Matt right now. I mean, everything's, everything's starting to come together. He's, he's been dealing with injuries and we were so thankful that he got through the season last year just for, for how hard he worked and to have the season he did was incredible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's basically a hundred percent now and, and ready to get out there. Um, he's all set. He got a great, great acceptance letter to, uh, to wake forest, incredibly smart kid. And, uh, is going to, going to play for the club team down there. So really, really happy for Matt. He's one of our captains this year. So who, uh, obviously you guys, uh, you played Winnicunna in the final last year. Uh, mm -hmm. Portsmouth, a team that you played the two years prior to that, um, lost to Winnicunna in overtime in the semifinals. Um, you know, you had uh, Goffstown, uh, you guys beat in the semifinals last year. They've been a team that's that's been among the top in the division the last few years. Or, you know, actually this whole, the last probably eight or nine years. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then... You look at teams, Hollis Brookline was one that was undefeated late into the season last year, uh, you know, and, and Wyndham seems like a team that's always kind of in the mix, depending on, you know, how tough their schedule is. And You know, if and, you want to start with Joe, I, I, I would start with Wyndham. I think that's sure. the team that, you know, like, not to take anything away, you know, we'll definitely talk about those other teams, but I, I think Wyndham is a team that a lot of people are kind of have their eye on coming into this spring. It's like, you know, you look at their record last year, they, they finished in sort of the middle of the pack, but they're, they're, they're poised to take a huge jump this year. Um, they you know, they've got, they've got a great offensive lineup this year. They've got Parker Rice, uh, Jake Rust, um, Tommy Doe, uh, Nathan Levine, probably, you know, Syracuse commit. I mean, you know, <laughs> Syracuse doesn't just take, you know, guys off the street, um, right. you know, and then on defense, they've got Cooper Melvin, um, Mason Bolesky, who's going to help a uh, midi and in defense. Um, they're, they're pretty loaded right now. They've, they've got a really good, um, they've got a really good team. And I, I think a, a lot of people are looking at them. Alex Ryan, an uh, attackman transferred back from BG. Um, so they, they've, they've got a squad that, that's poised to make a big run this year. I think the big, the big, um, spot for them last year, of course they lost, um, you know, probably one of the best polls in the state in Cody Stevens in the first game of the year, uh, which kind of put more pressure on, uh, you know, uh, their goalie who was playing goal the first time, I think, and uh, uh, Bobby DeChico. He's, is he, do you know, is he still, is he back in goal for them? Do they have someone that's been able to step in there? And So they're going to have a freshman chase who, who's going to work, who's going to work into the mix there. Um, and, and I think they plan on using, they plan on using their goalie from last year, maybe on defense this year. I believe he was a defenseman before, um, and, and is going to, going to probably pop back into the mix there for them as well. So, um, they're, they're in good shape. You know, I think they, they, they do get to develop a face-off guy, but I'm sure they've got a plan for that. Um, but if, man, if they get the ball, they're going to be a tough team to, to stop. And they always have athletes. I mean, that's, that's always that's always been the problem for us is matching up against all the guys that they have that play football and basketball and wrestle and 
um, they, they're, they're always, they get better as the year goes on, you know? Right. Uh, you know, the other, that's the, one of the other teams we mentioned there, uh, Winnicott, I think, you know, I look at what they've got coming back. Uh, I know they did lose a lot, uh, you know, defensively, uh, you know, you look at Joe McDougal, uh, Lewis Granger were two guys that, um, really stood out, especially, um, Granger had, was what, one of the, I think, faster guys probably on, you know, in the division, which, you know, you don't, you don't maybe need, uh, all the time, but it's a, you know, those kind of guys. He was a game changer. Oh, he was a game changer. With his speed, yeah. The, the Portsmouth, their, their zone against Portsmouth and his ability to get the ball on the ground and then turn it the other way in the semifinal game was one of the big uh, turning points in that game. He, he was huge. And then I think you remember early in the season when both of them were out at the beginning, their right, defense yeah. was a little bit a little bit green at that point. Um, but, they're, you know, they, they, they've got Carter Renard coming back in the net. Um, they've got a good, they've got a good offensive core coming back. Jack Ellis, big junior. He's, he'd be a matchup, uh, problem for a lot of teams. Gavin O'Hara, um, Ben Chase. Um, they, they've got, they've got definitely, if, you know, if Ben, uh, Ben Merrick, whose brother Nick graduated last year, um, they, they'll be another team again, if they get the ball, they're going to be, they're going to be difficult to stop on offense. And you know, it, it, it might not sound like much, but you mentioned their goalie Carter that he's, um, uh, the thing with, and now, you know, he's a kind of a, or at least he was, and I don't know if he's grown at all this year, but he was a little undersized guy last year. Um, you know, left-handed too, which maybe doesn't sound like much, uh, you know, in certain sports though, I think just, just having a different look, giving kids a different look, you know, that stick is on the other side than maybe yep. where you're used to. Uh, I mean, that well, makes a big it's deal. Especially in, especially in close to the net, you got to remind yourself as a righty, if you turn around and just shoot it right away, the goalies stick on stick with you. That's, that's the only thing I ever tell, I ever tell my kids when I'm scouting lefty righty goalies, is just, you got to be aware of where you are when you turn, right? If you turn, you got to see the net because otherwise you're just throwing right into the goalie stick. Um, he's a little bit of a throwback too. He's a, he's a uh, sweatpant guy. Remember last year, even even in the even in the semifinal and the finals in the heat, he was wearing he was wearing sweatpants the whole time too. So I, I was a sweatpant guy in college too. But then again, I was playing in January up in upstate New York. So, but uh, no, I like the I like the sweatpant. A little bit of a throwback look there. Uh, you know the the team that wouldn't kind of beat in the semis. We mentioned Portsmouth. Um, I mean, I don't think you can talk about Portsmouth without you know mentioning the loss of of Cole Brahms. Uh, probably one of the best face-off guys in the state the last couple of years. And, and, I mean, that's just, you know, and he was a guy that, I mean, yeah, he took face-offs, uh, but he did so much more for them too. It, just such a huge hole for them to fill. How do they How do they start doing that? It is a huge hole for them, but I think, you know, they've got a kid in Jack Dowling who, who was a pretty good face-off guy but when he was at St. Thomas, and then, you know, he's worked on it. I believe he, he, he uh, faces off in the four-leaf program. They'll, they'll be fine there. They, I actually think, you know, yeah, Cole, Cole is an amazing, I mean, God, look at the year he was having, uh, you know, for Utah as a freshman there, incredible player. But I think at times, even last year, he, you know, the kids may have inadvertently defaulted to him a little bit on offense and, and asked him to do too much. And I think with the group of seniors, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to do the quick math here looking at, they have a ton of seniors this year. It's a really senior heavy class. Um, you know, I actually think they, they, speaking of depth, I mean, they, they, they're not that they ever are deep, but they, they are, they're a pretty deep team this year, especially, you know, offensively. Um, they've got two goal, again, kind of like us, they've got two goalies and Nolan Pafford and um, uh, Jack Waldo. 
both both very good goaltenders. Um, they've got a kid, uh, Stevens, um, in uh, at the midfield, um, or I'm sorry, Jack Parker at the midfield. Boys attack and midfield. Um, it's going to be one of the better better offensive players in the league this year. Um, they return Ryan Grolo. Um, they, they've got a lot of guys, so they will definitely be. I think you know a lot of anybody who is looking at them and saying, "Oh, Cole's gone. They're not going to be good." Nah, they're they're going to be good again this year. They're 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 always a well coached program. Coach Fisher will have them have them ready to go. Yeah, Dowling, I remember was taking um, faceoffs in that semifinal game at, at, at some points. I, I don't think he. I mean, he didn't come in and take a bunch of them, but he did take some. So you know, he was in the he was in a little bit of a rotation there with uh, yeah. with Cole. And, uh, you know, another guy that, um, you know, they have at LSM, Alex Leibel, uh, was a, um, uh, an all-state, or, yeah, an all-state kid last year in D2, um, you know, and, and I, I believe that Coach Fisher has been pretty high on him. Uh, so he's a guy that defensively should step up for them, I would assume. And, and, yeah, and have a pretty good I, like, uh, I like I like Patrick Montjoy, too. I like the way he plays. Big, tall, rangy kid. Um, you know, I think he covers the field well. Yeah, their, their, defense, their defense is going to be very good this year. Noah Deep. Uh, another player who's, who's a good player for them. Um, trying to remember their their uh, D midi uh, Trevor Nelson, uh, another kid I think who's kind of underrated. Good good defensive, good cover guy. Um, dangerous in transition for them as well. The other uh, other team from the Final Four last year uh, going to look a little bit different, at least on the sidelines this year in Goffstown. Uh, you know they have a. Uh, new head coach. Uh, you know, what do you know about uh, Bill Lawson? He's a he's a name I know. When when you you saw he got hired, you you were familiar with him. Uh, yep. What what do you know about him and how maybe they might uh, like to play this year? I mean, Coach Lawson, he's a, he's a legend in New Hampshire. Um, he actually uh, he was part way way back uh, back in the '90s was part of the Dairyfield program, uh, helped to put Dairyfield on the map, and then uh, took over at Bow High School, won a bunch of championships at Bow. Um, and then took over the Central program and helped to bring Central up to D1 and uh, brought them into the playoffs a few times. Had had a really good team that just uh, unfortunately had a, one year had a draw uh, against BG, I think, in the quarterfinals. I mean, he had a team that was a, a Final Four team that year and just, you know, like I said, had a bad draw. Um, and then, uh, you know, Bill, Bill's a, a blue-collar kind of guy. Like, he's going to have them playing tough hard nose man-to-man defense, um, you know, a good motion offense, um, utilize a lot of his guys on the team. I mean, you know, I think, I think the Goffstown kids will really like playing for him. He's tough and he raises the bar. Um, you know, they're going to have to, but I think, I think that type of coaching style will, will go over well in Goffstown. I mean, I think there's a lot of kids that want to be pushed on that team. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a good hire for them. You know, they have, they of course, um, you know, lose, what probably one of the better players in the division in in, uh, in Griffin Cook, and then also lose Nick Mason, um, two guys that I feel like we talked about, you know, pretty much every just week about for every the last week. couple of years. Um, yeah, you know, those are two big holes to fill. Did they they return their goalie though? Um, Grady is a creation. He was um, yep. He was back from or he's back yep. from last year. It was very. He'll good be really him. good. Uh, Caleb Gort, Caleb Gorton's fully healthy. I mean, he's been he's he's had a rash of injuries that he's worked through, and now he's he's fully healthy and and uh looking to get out on the field there um so you know they they the the cupboard's not bare there they do have they do have some kids to you know they do get some they're going to be a younger team but um you know they'll they'll still be they'll still be a good team again this year and uh another team um with a new coach uh hollis brookline that again started the year what undefeated into the 
the final week of the season when they 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 played some uh, probably some of the top or some some tougher teams in the division. Um, you know, they were on their what their I want to say something like fourth coach in five years or six years or something like that. Um, and it, it's a name that uh, some lacrosse people are probably familiar with. Football people are probably more familiar with. It's uh, Milt Robinson, who used to be the football coach at Hollis Brookline, actually started the program there, was the head coach there for a number of years. Uh, I believe he was an assistant at Sauhegan off and on the last few yep. you know, few years since then. He yeah, he was assistant with, uh, yep, when Brad Bishop was out at Sauhegan, yeah. he was an assistant there as well. So, uh, again, he inherits a really, really nice team. Um, you know, I think one of the, one of the players that, you know, just about everybody's going to be watching is Joe O'Reilly. Uh, he's a junior, you know, he's, he had a, he had a tremendous year last year, um, really took a big step forward in, in his footwork and, and his vision on the field dodges really well with his head up. Um, you know, he had, he had a line mate, Hunter Hudzik, who also is a junior, had a really nice year last year. You know, I think those two guys would be probably their, their core offensive guys coming in this year, but then they've got a lot of guys underneath that are, that are pretty, um, that that'll step up as the year goes on. Um, you know, on defense, they've got Sal Fabio, um, who, who's a really good, really good defenseman for them. Uh, Scotty Walsh in the net. Um, you know, so they're, they're going to be a strong team again this year. And, and again, the, it's the same schedule as they had last year, only flipped home and away. So, you know, again, for some of those younger kids, they'll have an opportunity to kind of grow and, and grow into their roles as the, as the year goes along there. So, you know, and, and you mentioned, um, you know, Walsh in, in goal. Uh, he's a junior this year, started last year. You know, before him, they had, um, oh, why am I blanking on it? Is it Garrett Maloney? Yep. It was a goalie for, it felt like forever. Um, I feel like Hollis kind of has runs like that where they get a, a kid there that, that just seems like he's the starter for a long time. I, yeah, I mean, they've got a good, I think they've got good planning. They, they've got a good youth program there. They've always had a good youth program. And I think the people who run the youth program kind of look to sort of develop kids in classes and sort of bring them up so that, you know, they're kind of not overlapping with each other and they invest a lot of time in those kids, which is, you know, it's, it's good planning. You know, it's the way you run a program. It's why Hollis has been successful for as long as they've been successful. So we've mentioned what, six teams now, Derryfield, Wyndham, uh, Winnicott, Portsmouth, Goffstown, Hollis, Brookline. Uh, you know, I, yep. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but on, on my, uh, my preseason, I guess, uh, rough draft those are kind of uh the teams i look at as maybe being the top uh of the division who else is there someone else that we we didn't mention yet who belongs uh, i like you know i i you know i say it every year i like i like merrimack valley i i love the i love the way those kids play in indoor um you know i think they 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 genuinely enjoy all playing with each other and they play hard uh, Colby Mercier is definitely one of the better players uh, in our division, a uh, player that's capable of taking over if, en if enough kids around him step up. Um, you know, he, he's, he's definitely one of the better players in our division this year. So, um, you know, I, I'd keep an eye on Merrimack Valley as well. You know, one team that um, you all guys always seem to see, uh, actually, I think, is it already scheduled in the quarterfinals? For, for St. Thomas? <laughs> do, you, do you already have that game um, already set up? Because it's been what, like it's already yeah it's already it's already been it's already been set and uh and sean's already texted me that it, that his wife has a dance recital that she has to go to so we have to move the game we have to move the game till five o'clock at night or or play it at 10 o'clock in the morning so yes sean we're, we're all set we can we can do that no sean's sean's gonna have a nice team as well this year um you know he's got he's got some senior leadership uh brendan tersolo he's gonna he would be a really good player for them aaron broom um, his goaltender returns, uh, Peter Schultz, 
um, you know, a player that's made a lot of progress over the, over the last couple of years and, um, you know, poised to have a really good year in net for them. Um, you know, in, in Sean will definitely, you know, they got Matt Barnes on attack. Um, Sean, will, Sean will sit there and try and tell you he's got nothing. They're, they're going to be very, they'll, they'll be very good again this year. I have no doubt. Um, you know, he has a lot of players that play in his hooligan program out there. They're well coached and they're, they're very disciplined. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a team. St. Thomas is a team not to overlook as well. They, they're definitely poised to make a run as well. So that's, I, I, you know, and this is, let me, I want to take a minute just to, to talk about, you know, division two, um, is kind of what I think, you know, maybe we talked about sometimes what Division Three used to be. Uh, you have, what, 21 teams in Division Two? I believe we have 20, yep, yep. Uh, you know, and here we are, we're talking about, we're not, we're up to eight teams. So if, you know, that right there um, is the top half of, or, or would be in normal years, the top half of, of your, your playoff standings there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I you know, there's a couple of playoff teams that were in the playoffs last year that uh, we still haven't gotten to that, you know, could very well, or, or you know, you know, um, go on a little bit of a run this year. One of them, uh, you know, came coming down from D one a year ago, Merrimack, uh, they were a playoff team a year ago. Um, although this year, you know, based on what their coach, uh, Brian Miller's, uh, emailed to me was that, uh, they're going to be really young this year, just two seniors coming back. Uh, you know, they're, they're a team that, uh, I know got a lot or, or had a, I think that the year that they had last year probably helped, you know, get some more kids interested um you know here have you heard much about them yeah they you know he's been brian has been pretty upfront. like they had they had some very good players last year and they they graduated some very good offensive players um it it is it could be a little bit of a rebuilding year for them um but you know, I, I think I think within they, they've got a good youth program. And I think within a couple of years, they, they they'll start to get back to where where they were this, last year. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Connor, Connor Lanigan at, at the midfield, uh, you know, his brother Jay last year had a really good year for them. He's one that could step up for them this year. Um, you know, and, and Brian's a good coach. He'll get the most out of these kids this year. So. I should I, mention too that he. Uh, I also worked with him for about six months at the Telegraph. So that was uh, that was a long, long time ago, though. I, I just <laughs> thought I should mention that. Uh, you know, kind of the other team that um, other team that came down from from Division One made the playoffs. Kind of gave their program a little bit of uh, uh, an infl- in. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Kind of an <laughs> injection of of excitement there, uh, Manchester Central. Uh, yep. You know, I know some of their big guys were seniors from last year, um, you know, but they, you know, look, just looking at their roster, it looks like they've got a couple of kids back, maybe not as much um, numbers wise, but, you know, could they be potentially a team that's in the mix? Yeah, again, I think I think their schedule sets up nicely for them. Um, you know, they, they, the one kid that I think you'd, you'd want to look at there is Owen McNichols, um, you know, very, very good goaltender. Again, one that's played in the in the Tomahawk program. Um, looking to play in college next year. Um, you know, he, he's going to be the backbone for them this year. If he can, if they can put a good, a good enough defense around him, um, he'll keep them in a lot of games. He's a, he's a phenomenal goaltender for them. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I like, I like what they've, they've got this year and, and they could, they could get themselves in. They were, they were pretty close to almost hosting a game last year home playoff game last year. Yeah, I feel like they had a couple of close games down the stretch that um, you know they just came up short on that that kind of bumped them down a little bit in the standings. 
Uh, I could be wrong about that, but that's what my memory. They did, and they also had, you know, the, as as I talked, they had they had a couple kids that they lost for a little bit of time from injury, and then also uh, grades and things like that. So they had a little midseason slump, but um, you know, it was it was a good good transition for them, and a, a good way to kind of rebuild the program. Um, you know, I know Manchester Pal is starting to pick back up again. I know, especially on the girls' side, and, and I believe there's some momentum on the boys' side too. So that should help our our city schools get going again too, as well. Uh, another team that made the playoffs last year, uh, Oyster River. Um, they have maybe what one of the best players that no one maybe has heard of yet. Um, I think in, in Hayden Marshall, who's going to be a junior. I believe he was, was what first team All State last year as a, a sophomore. Yep, and and Hayden Hayden's uh, Hayden's definitely one of one of the better players in the league this year. He he struggled at times because he's it was a younger team, and you know when when teams put their best defensemen against them, they could double quickly, and you know, but he still he still managed to have a great year, and yeah, it was first team first team All State, um, played on one of our our higher level Tomahawk teams in the fall. Um, had a great indoor season. Coach Haley's got got a lot of his guys coming and playing. They looked they looked really good indoors. Um, also interesting, they they they're going to be co-oping, and, and actually they were approved to co-op with Newmarket uh, this this spring. So they were they'll be they'll be working together. I don't I don't know that Newmarket had too many kids that were going to come over, but still, um, you know, more numbers allow you to do more things at practice, and uh, you know that'll be a, that'll be a good help boost to their program as well. You know, and the other thing it looks like too. Um... You know, you mentioned them being kind of young, um, you know, and based off what their roster looked like last year and what the stuff that Coach Haley sent uh, sent over to me, um, it looks like they're still going to be kind of young without, a, you know, without too many, you know, they might have seniors, but maybe not seniors who are going to be, you know, kind of go-to players. Um, you know, To me, it looks like they had, if, if you look at what's returning from last year and, like, you know, not counting the new market kids, they, they've got two seniors basically this year, yeah. you know, so it's still, still an evolving program and, you know, Coach is doing all the right things. He's got a he, he's got a strong social media presence. He's getting the kids excited. Yeah, um, you know I've been seeing them out doing a lot of wall ball and stuff during the uh, during the quarantine here. So he's getting he's got his kids ready. You know, um, another team that kind of always seems to find its way into the mix and and give some some other teams trouble. Um, Kingswood. Um, yep, that's where I was going next. <laughs> uh, and they have a new coach this year. Um, and uh, Mike Manning, he was an assistant, takes over the program this year. Um, you know, just what do you hear about them? Well, I, I think, you know, for a while, Kingswood had been really down, and Coach Tetral did a great job of, of rebuilding the numbers up there. You know, the, the Tetral family is kind of, a, kind of a legend up in the North Country there. And, um, you know, he, di he did a great job of, of bringing that program back. They've got big numbers. Um, you know, I think uh, Nakona Williams was going to be one of their one of their star guys this year, an attackman there. He also plays midfield a little bit. Um, they again, they're a team that has a lot of they've got a lot of seniors this year. So, you know, I think they would be disappointed if they didn't get a chance to play this year. But I was impressed with uh, when we went up to play them last year. You know, the final score doesn't dictate how how good that team was. We we. Um, we just, we ended up pulling away in that game, but they, they're really close to being a really good team. Um, their goaltender got better as the year went on. Um, and they, they played the game. You know, I, I was just really impressed with the way coach Tetral uh, had them playing. You know, they, they're very high IQ. They were using their athleticism. Um, so it's great that, that coach Manning within the program, uh, you know, brings some stability there and, and it'll keep it going. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I would be, they're a team that I would, I would kind of watch to maybe get into that top eight this year. 
you know, and they they have it sounds like a, a you know offensively at least kind of a younger team too. Um, you know, uh, he had mentioned um, Davis Ekstrom and, and and Rob Doherty as two guys, two juniors that um, yep. you know should be able to step up for them too uh, to help out Williams there on offense. So that's um, you know at least it, on paper it sounds like a pretty a pretty good group. Um, like you said, potentially uh, step up and maybe even get a home. I mean, I, that's probably got to be huge. Is is a school like that in this division getting a home game? Um, you know, in that quarterfinals because I mean who. There's oh yeah, not, who wants to? Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. long bus ride. It's a long bus ride. It's tough. It's on turf up there. Um, I actually like. There was a kid number ninety nine last year, uh, Nicholas Potenza. I don't know if Coach had him in in his preview there too, but I liked him. He was big lefty that came in, had a great shot. Um, you know, they they've got a lot of guys. They've they've got a lot of depth on their team this year. So. They'll be they'll they'll definitely be a team to watch. All right, before I before I steal any of your thunder, then who's who's next on your or your list? Who would be the next team that you want to throw out there? Ooh, looking through looking through our list here, um, you know, I probably 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 take a look at John Stark. I don't know who who are you going to go with next? I, I actually I was kind of running out of teams, <laughs> but I do know you know John Stark has what probably another another guy who's maybe a, a kid you'd put into the mix of of top players in the division, uh, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think they've got you know Caden. I think I assume you're talking about yeah, Caden Easter. Easter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, he's uh, he's definitely he's definitely one of the top players in the division. Really good athlete. Uh, incredible shot. I mean, with his hands free, he can he can rip the net. Um, again, you know, it's kind of like can they put it? It's one of those things like with Hayden Marshall. Can you can you put enough guys around him so teams can't key on him? He's going to get his points, you know. But like once teams start really keying on him, shutting him down, are there enough other guys? that can, that can fill the net once, once he gets tired or, or has to do too much. Um, but just, just an incredible athlete. Um, so, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of see the year he has, a, you know, I don't know if he's looking to play football or looking to play lacrosse in, in college, but um, you know, he, he's definitely one that I think uh, will, will, will have some options going forward. And they are another team that um, has a, an assistant coach stepping in into the head coach position in uh, Thomas Zervos uh, taking over for, um, for Howard Rover, uh, who I feel like had been there for quite a while, at least at least as long as I've been doing this, um, you know, at least focusing on lacrosse more. I, I, he was a longtime coach there, correct? Yep. How how he was there? God, he must have took over back in the early early 2010s. Um, yeah, he's been there for a long time. Again, did a really nice job with the program. Turned it around. They that was one of those teams that for a long time needed stability. They they year in and year out would sort of have like a a new, a new England college graduate or, you know, someone like that come and, and do it for a year and then they'd get a job and somebody else would come along and, you know, how, how he did a really nice job there. And uh, coach Zervos has, has had kids come through the program. And so, you know, he knows the program really well. And, um, you know, um, that's, you know, it's a, it, again, tough place to go up to, too, though, when you put, when you play them, they play kind of on this. Um, I, I love the fields when it's nice. It's a really cool field. It's got a, it's got a really cool setting, yeah. but man, if you catch it on a, on a day where it's, it's been raining the day before, or God forbid, if it is raining, it's a tough, it's a home field advantage. They, they've definitely got a home field advantage up there. Yeah. So, you know, they know the bounce, they know the bounces, they know different places where to shoot. Um, and it's a neat, neat little field up there. Uh, another team that um, you know here it is again we with too many teams in division two because we I feel like every year we we leave somebody out uh, but let's try not to do that this year so let's mention uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure we mention Bo too who was a uh, a playoff team from a year ago um, 
What do you know? I mean, uh, what do you know? They seem like to be another team that that is kind of always, you know, kind of gives teams trouble and and just but doesn't maybe have that kind of um, just that comes up short a little bit. Bo Bo is going to be Bo is going to be uh, you know a little bit of a work in progress for a while. They've they've graduated. They graduated some very good players last year. They do return Aiden Roy and Net. Um, so that that'll help a lot. But a lot of the big names from from last year, Mason Garasso, um, Jack Wilka, Jack Wilkson, um, they they graduated some of their, their better guys. So, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit of a, a rebuild for them for a little while. But it's a program that easily could get back on track again. They're they're in a good area up there. They've, all, they've traditionally had a good youth program. Um, so it wouldn't shock me if they if they start getting getting better again real soon. Any other teams that kind of jump out at you or, or anybody, any players that we didn't mention that, um, you know, are going to maybe be guys to watch? Well, I'm sure there's, play, I'm sure there's players we didn't mention. There's always <laughs> there's players. Always yeah. There's, al- oh, there's yeah. always guys that we don't mention. We don't do that on purpose. I mean, I, you know, I think last week we, we totally forgot Salem. And I forgot <laughs> I forgot Coach Ruppy and, and uh, his son, Adam, who's going to have a very good year for them this year. And, and Hunter Day, two really good defensemen for Salem. So I apologize. I apologize to those guys. Um, I'm sure... You know, Joe, I, I think we've covered we've covered a lot of the main teams. Um, you know, I think there's there's up and coming teams. Uh, Cole Brown is working working really hard and turning their program around. Um, you know, I, I like what I see out of them from indoor. They had two indoor teams playing this year. Um, only going to get better and better. Um, you know, so I, I think we, we've covered a lot of we've covered a lot of ground tonight. You know, I, I saw. Um... Getting getting a little bit away from just I guess lacrosse and maybe the, maybe look at the sports in general, but I did see on on you know on Twitter there was some talk about um, the NHIA and Jeff Collins mentioning that um, you know there's a possibility that that they could still play even if kids don't come back like if the remote learning I guess continues. I don't know. Do you have any are you have any any thought about you know one way or the other about about I mean is that is that fair to do to kids that, that if they're not in school, you're still going to play sports or maybe not fair. Is it right to do? I don't, I, that's a really good question. I don't know. You know, I think when I think lawyers would get involved and I think it would be really tough. Um, I think if you, if you're saying that kids can't congregate together at school, how do you in a contact sport like lacrosse? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to play oh, so yeah, bad yeah. and I want to coach, but I, I don't know how they would, I don't know how they would justify being able to do that. If they, if they came out to me and told me it was safe, I'd, I'd be ready to sign me up. I'd be there in a second. Um, but I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really tough in that respect. Um, I'm holding out hope. I mean, the, the curve does appear to be flattening. Um, it seems like it's going to hit its peak here and, in, in, well, from what they're projecting in the next, next week or so in New Hampshire, you know, uh, I think our testing is getting better and better throughout the country and in the state. So, I mean, to me, that would be the big thing. If we could get the, if we could get the testing better, we could identify people and then, uh, maybe start getting back to get, get back to work a little bit here. Um, but I, I think, I think we're a little bit ways off still, but, um, you know, we're doing the best we can. And I love Jeff Collins message that, you know, we're going to do everything we can to try and give these kids some sort of season, whether it's, you know, whether it's a couple weeks or we try and look into the summer. I mean, people, people are doing some really creative things right now to try and try and make sure that our seniors and our spring sport athletes are getting some sort of a season right. this year. Nobody's get nobody's given up right now. Yeah, that's, I, I, think I, I think that's probably the 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 thing I'm encouraged about the most is that you know no one's just said all right that's it you know what just just forget it we're gonna just pull the plug. Um, yeah, I mean it's a I could understand the argument for 
not letting kids play sports if they're not back in school. Um, you know, you know, cause it's, it's kind of like the thing with, you know, if you're not, well, if you, you have a snow day, you know, and, right. and you, you know, how can you not go to school during the day and then have a game at night kind of thing? I can't tell you how many times I've been frustrated as a ski coach being like, wait a minute. <laughs> so we can't have a meet today because there's too much snow. Snowing, okay. Right. All right. Um, but I, I mean, I can see, I can see how you could, could work your way into it. I mean, if it's not, I, I feel like, you know, it could be a situation where maybe it's not a great idea to have a thousand or so kids in one building together or, or 30, right. 30 right. kids grouped together in a classroom. You know, but maybe when you're looking at, I don't know, 50 kids on a field, um, you know, it yeah. changes things yeah. up a little bit. I, I I would be open. I would be open to hearing from doctors and, and creative ideas like that, you know, whether or not that's safe and whether or not that's something we feel we can do. Um, you know, are there other precautions that we can take to make it to, to lower the risk of, of transmitting different things back and forth i I think yeah i I would be open to any of that because it it is a shame i mean we have a lot of we have a lot of really good players that are that are dying to get out there to play and uh really want to really want one last shot so we do everything we can to make it happen you know and and now's probably the time to talk about those things too because you know i mean while may 4th is still a ways away it's only three and a half uh, you know closer to three weeks away yeah um you know so it, it, it may feel like a long time because we're all, you know, stuck mostly inside, you know, staring at the walls. Uh, well, I can tell you to give to give hope to our listeners out there. I can tell you that the that the ADs are not sitting around and, and, and not doing anything. We were meeting weekly and talking about all the different scenarios and, you know, how we could do something like this. And, you know, how do we how do we schedule and, and make it fair and equitable and. And be honest with you, it probably won't. But we're gonna we're gonna do whatever. If we're allowed to go back and do some things, we're gonna do whatever we can to to come up with some sort of schedule. And and will it be completely fair? I doubt it. But but it'll be. You know, I think we all just got to roll with it and say, hey, we're out here playing. You know, and uh, however however things shake out, whether there's a tournament or not, we just want to get back on a field and and play again. So yeah, it's good to hear that um, that there are plans and people are gonna try uh, try to do yeah. it. Uh, and that nope. seems seems like maybe a good note to uh, to end things on. <laughs> I think so. Note to end things on. <laughs> I think so. He is uh, Dairy Field coach and AD Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for joining me. Joe, always a pleasure, and, and looking forward to next week. I think we're gonna we're gonna preview Division Three next Division week. Three boys next week. Uh, we're gonna talk about whether you know is Hockington gonna try to or can they make it four in a row or is someone else gonna step up Pelham maybe or or a couple other teams uh, have a chance at knocking them off all right sounds great i'm looking forward to it already all right i am joe marcellina thanks again for listening